in, never clock out. No way with the slackers. No, no way with the slackers. No, 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 no way with the slackers. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Full time with my faith. Welcome, welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Happy New Year, y'all. Like, I'm, I'm just super excited to see another year. Thank God for bringing us through 2019. And, and I thank God because God graced me to get some things started this year that I had put off in the previous years. Um, I started a new business this year, um, a digital marketing company where I specialize in social media marketing, web website design and management, anything branding. Um, Parker Branding Group is able to service provide that service for for your brand or your company and so that's something that's a new business I just started and I thank God for it because it had been something I had been putting off for like two or three years you know uh, already having an auto glass repair business and in 2017 and 2018 you know I feel like those were like two of the roughest years of my life and and for me and my wife you know it was like one thing after another and in those two years I learned a lot about myself you know sometimes we think we know who we are but I'll say this one thing about adversity and hard trials you know I've, I heard someone say you don't really know who you are until you start going through something and as we begin to go through different hard trials and tribulations, and I think I've shared some of the things on a previous show before, you know, it really showed me parts of myself that were ugly. You know, there, there, were, there were things, it's something about trials and how God uses tests and trials and tribulations. I, I believe God uses trials and tribulations for us to see ourselves and for us to cling to him. I think every trial and test is meant to bring us to a greater dependence and submission to God. And if and if and if what we're going through isn't resulting in that, I really believe we're missing the purpose. And so in 2017 and 18, I really wrestled with a lot of self-doubt insecurity, fear. Um, and the Lord showed me that I was depending on a lot of other things when I act, when I thought I was depending on him. I wasn't truly depending on him in certain areas of my life. And, and the Lord began to reveal that to me through hard trials and tribulations. And so in 2019, towards the end of 2018 and 2019, you know, I began to make put put plans in place and and I thank God I thank God that he has allowed me to uh do some things that I had purposed or set goals to accomplish in 2019 and and I'm excited about 2020. But listen, I'm not opposed to setting New Year's resolutions. I I've heard 
some Christians who are just so deep for no reason. Like, man, we shouldn't be having New Year's resolutions. You should be, your life should be a, 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 re, a resolution. And like people go, listen, it doesn't matter how improvement and change comes, long as it comes. Like if, if, if making New Year's resolutions are going to help you become who God called you to be and purposed you to be, man, praise God. <laughs> do do a New Year's resolution. I always say, look, this is one of the things I always say. If you're going to have or make New Year's resolutions, make sure they're actually honoring God. Um, but also be serious about them. Don't just don't just make resolutions and say things and you're not uh, you're not truly going to commit to those things like commit execute and be consistent and that's something that I've been striving to do in my life uh, in the things that I've um, I've strived to make changes in to the glory of God and and I just thank God for what he's doing Um, this is most definitely the time of the year where everyone is talking about being the best version of themselves like everybody's like new year new me um, I'm not taking the junk from 2019 into 2020. People are make everybody's making proclamations um, of being the best version of themselves. But something that that I, I'm realizing, and and I think it's important for us to understand as Christians, and that is the world's prescription for self improvement doesn't always line up with God's prescription for self-improvement. And so I really want to deal on this particular episode, I really want to deal with being the best version of yourself. And I want to hit on some of the differences between God's prescribed way versus the world's prescribed way. Because one of the things that I noticed that a lot of times that we do as Christians because we're so influenced by pop culture, we're so influenced by social media, we're so influenced by celebrity preachers, is that we sometimes take the world's prescription in terms of self-improvement and we try to Christianize it, when in, when in reality, that isn't God's prescribed way. Like, I can't I can't take the world's way and try to Christianize it. And so I've I've seen so many people and I've been guilty of this. I've seen so many people wasting time pursuing things that have nothing to do with their purpose. And I think this this happens because Many of us make the mistake of thinking that our gifts are our purpose, when in actuality, your gift should be used to carry out your purpose. I'm going to say that again. Many of us make the mistake of thinking that our gifts or our gift is our purpose, when in actuality, our gift is is supposed to be used to communicate or carry out what our purpose actually is. What do I mean by that? A simple example I'll use is I'm, I'm a rapper. 
one of the things that I do is I rap and I produce. That is my gift. But I can take my gift and my gift not be yielded to my purpose. What is my purpose? My purpose, your purpose, is to glorify God. Uh, Colossians chapter 1 verse 16, and I talked about this before, but in Colossians chapter 1, it talks about how all things were created through Christ. And they were not just created through him, but they were created for him. And so literally our purpose as human beings is to glorify God. And we can take our gifts, talents, and abilities and either glorify God with them or glorify ourselves or glorify the enemy. And so I, I can take my gift of rapping or even public speaking and I can literally begin to use my gift to advance or glorify the kingdom of darkness. I can start just like I rap about Christ and glorifying him and and, and him be, being made uh, real in your life. I can take that same gift and begin to glorify drugs, sex, money. And so I think sometimes what happens with many of us as Christians we get pulled into thinking that just because someone is operating in their gift or just because we're operating in, in our gift, that we're operating in our purpose. And that's not always the case. And I think one of the reasons why, why, why that happens is, again, we, we, we try to Christianize worldly things. So, for example, um, I'll use Steve Harvey, for example. Steve Harvey knows how to talk uh, Christianese, as I say. Uh, he knows how to talk black church. You know, he'll he'll be talking about God making a way one minute and then the next minute he'll be talk. He'll be cussing and talking crazy, uh, talking um, about things that 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 do not glorify God. And so I think sometimes what happens is we. We think positivity and positive vibes equate to biblical truth, and that's not always the case. And so I think as believers, we have to make sure that our foundation is rooted in God's word, understanding God's word for ourselves. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness in Matthew chapter four, the enemy threw multiple things at Jesus. He, he tempted him with the kingdoms of the world. He tempted him with so many different things, food. And, 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 and Jesus responded with the word every, every time. He responded with the word. And so we as Christians, going into the new year, my prayer and my hope is that we as Christians begin to see life through the lens of God's word versus popular opinion or pop culture. And and so when I when I look at these things, the world's prescription for self-improvement versus God's prescription for self-improvement, a lot of times those things don't look the same. And what am I saying? We're in a day and age where society is like, man, new new year, new me. 
I'm going to I'm going to purpose in this new year to love myself like never before. We're in the age of self-love, self self-glorification and you know, I'm going to I'm going to take care of me. And whereas in reality and I've said this before, in reality the world is jacked up not because people have a lack of self-love. The world is messed up because people love themselves too much. And so when I look at purpose, one of the most common mistakes made in pursuing purpose is we make purpose about us. We make it about us. We make it about our name. We make it about our recognition. We make it about our glory. We make these things about us when we were created to glorify God. And so when we look at the first two commandments, the first two commandments says uh, when Jesus says the greatest commandments, he says to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, your mind and your soul. And he says the first the second is likened unto the first love your neighbor as yourself in other words it's not sent he's not telling us to love ourselves because we don't struggle doing that but he's saying the same way you focus on yourself and you put yourself first instead of doing that put others before yourself he says love your neighbor the way you love yourself and and i would submit that many people are not walking in their purpose and many of us struggle with walking in our purpose because we're not loving the Lord our God with all of our heart mind and soul and we're not effectively loving people we're not loving people we're not looking at how we can be a blessing to others we're not looking at how we can serve people with our gifts and I'll say I'll say something. Look, this is something that I'm I, I'm constantly striving to get right. Like when I do this podcast, for example, I don't make any money off of this podcast. I make a little money off of off of doing music. But a lot of times everything that I make um, off of music or even off of ministry stuff, it goes right back into the brand. It goes right back into producing more content, producing more music, producing visuals, all of those things, all of these things which cost money. And so I'm I'm striving to learn how to serve people without always saying, hey, what's in it for me? And I think this is what happens a lot of times with many of us. We can't be, we can't really, a lot of times we struggle with committing to purpose because we're always sidetracked by how is this going to benefit me? How is this going to make me look good? How is this going to, how is this going to put my name in lights? I would submit something to you today. I believe and I believe this is a prophetic word since my last show was on on the prophetic. I really believe this is a prophetic word for the body of Christ. 
Many of us need to make our resolutions or our New Year's resolutions not about self-love, but how can I deny myself for the glory of God? How can I sacrifice for the glory? How can I sacrifice, make a sacrifice, whether it's fasting more or on cutting back on social media, cutting back on television. How can I sanctify myself to the Lord in a way that I haven't in the past? Because I will submit something to you. I, I believe that the church lacks power because we lack self-denial. I'll say that again. I believe that the church lacks power because the, the church lacks self-denial. Instead of being light and sought, many times we join the crowd of attention seekers. We join the crowd of of, hey, look at me. Look at how great my life is. Everybody like, man, that's one thing. I hate about social media and and I strive not to get caught up in is everybody on social media is always like, Hey, look at me, look at what I'm doing. Look at how great my family is. Look at how great my marriage is. Look at how great my house is. Look at how great my car is. Everybody is showing off and nobody's denying themselves. That's why like, man, I, and, and I try not to be self-righteous in my mind in taking this approach, because just like you can go to one extreme, you can actually go to the opposite extreme of things and think that God is being glorified in it. And so I, I, I'm always constantly striving to make sure that my heart is submitted to God. But this is why I don't I, I don't I try not to post pictures of every single moment of my life. You know, if I'm really enjoying my family or enjoying time with my wife or we might be somewhere that's nice and exquisite, like I can easily post pictures and get likes and stuff. But I strive not to do that because it's a part of the process of me denying myself. Because I know I don't I never want to get drunk off of attention and praise and think more highly of myself than I ought to. And I think the church as a whole in America really lacks power because we lack the ability to, to deny ourselves. And so when we look at the difference between the world's prescription for self-improvement and God's prescription for self-improvement, Jesus takes an unorthodox way. He takes an unorthodox and an unusual approach to self-improvement. When we look at Luke chapter nine, Jesus says this. He said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Listen, that doesn't even make sense. Who who's volunteering to die? Who's volunteering 
to 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 low to to um step out of the spotlight and not be praised or or looked at in admiration. But Jesus says, man, if anyone come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Now get this. Verse 24, he says, for whoever would save his life. How many of y'all want to save your life? He says, for whoever would will save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Listen, while everybody's saying the key to your purpose is self-exaltation, self-glorification, self-ambition. Jesus is saying, deny yourself. Jesus is saying the key to your future, the key to your purpose is you first have to die. You first have to deny yourself, pick up your cross if you're going to actually follow me. Because when you lay your life down for my sake, I replace it with my life. And you begin and I begin to live through you and, and live out the purpose and, and, and why you were created. But this is not the popular approach. But when we look at Jesus, he he laid he lays the foundation for us. And he leads by example. Like when we look at Philippians chapter two, like and, and, and I just want to be clear and say this before I, I read the scripture, man, many of our resolutions need to be a res- resolution of humbling ourselves. Because every year. We we shout around the church. We we talk about what we want our new year, our new season to look like and how I'm going to go all in. And, 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 and how many times have we said, you know what, I'm going into the new year and I want Gabe to die. That Christ lives through him like God help me to deny myself. Help me not to be so selfish. And, and listen, I believe the key to true revival taking place in America is for us to deny ourselves. And so when we look at Philippians chapter two and we start at verse five, it says, have this mind among yourselves or let this in King James, it says, let this mind be in you which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself. In the, in the King James, it says, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but humbled himself. He humbled Jesus, who is God, humbled himself in the ESV. It says he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, 
even death on a cross. Now, listen, our purpose is connected to Christ's purpose. Christ, who is God, manifested in the flesh, humbled himself and became a man. Now, this is crazy when you look at this. Jesus sitting in heaven, receiving worship, humbles himself and becomes like his creation. He becomes a man and humbles himself to death. And, and when we look at Jesus life, we see the God of this universe doing things that don't make sense. We see Jesus taking his followers, his disciples and washing their crusty feet. <laughs> that that they should have been washing his feet. They should be fought. They should have been falling at his feet. Instead, he takes their feet and he washes their feet. And what is Jesus doing? He's showing us that the greatest person isn't the person who 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 stands up and says, hey, look at how great I am. For in the kingdom of God, the greatest is servant of all is what the word says. And so. Jesus lays out this example for us. And he says, if you truly want to be great. Become a servant. And so my, my goal and I pray that your goal coming into the new year. Is to be a greater servant. Deny yourself. Humble yourself. I'm, I'm, I, I look at throughout the scriptures and how and I, and I and I look at the example that Jesus sets. I look at the example that people like John the Baptist set and the apostles set and how they always made it clear that it wasn't about them. Hey, it's not about me. Don't praise me. Like when John the Baptist, the man of God, the voice in the wilderness was proclaiming that there's that that the Messiah is coming. He says, there's one who's greater than I. Whose sandal straps, I'm not even I'm not even worthy to unlatch his his sandal straps. He's like, there's one greater than me coming. And then when Jesus arrives on the scene, he's like, that's the one I was talking about. Like, don't look at me. Look at him. Look at him. And so I'm reminded also in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, there was a debate in the church of Corinth happening between the followers of Paul and Apollos. Like, you know how we do in church sometimes we 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 get clicked up, you know, we, we, we become sometimes we become more loyal to our pastors and our churches than we are to the body of Christ or to Christ. And listen, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be accountable to a lo your, your, your pastor or in, in local church. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be faithful to the local church. But a lot of times we we make we can even make our pastor and church an idol. And, and not realize it because we're quote, supposedly doing it in the name of God. 
And so in and so in first Corinthians chapter three, Paul begins to address this commotion that's happening. And, and, and he starts off and starting at verse four, he says, for when one says, I follow Paul and another, I follow Apollos, Apollos, are you not being merely human? In other words, he's exposing the human flaw in this logic. Verse five, he says, what then is, is Apollos? Like what, what makes Apollos special? He says, what is Paul? Like, who am I? He says, servants through whom you believed as the Lord assigned to each. In other words, he says, look, just because you guys have been blessed by our ministry or just because God used us to bring you to faith, don't get it twisted. We're just servants. We're just we're just vessels like, listen, like. If you've ever been blessed by the Path of Revelation podcast and or Path of Revelation music or my or Gabriel Parker music, listen, I'm just a servant. Don't and I and I I say this purposely. Don't put me on a pedestal. Praise God if God is using me. But listen, I'm no one special. I'm just a vessel. And, and the real the real miracle, the real part that's amazing is that God chose to use me. <laughs> and so Paul, he says, man, what then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you believed as the Lord assigned to each. Verse six, he says, I planted Apollos watered, but God gave the increase or God gave the growth. Verse seven. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything but only God. Repeat after me. Only God. Let This is needs to be our resolution. This needs to be our mindset. But only God who gives the growth. In other words, he's saying he says me and Apollos, we're not we're not anything special. He says all glory belongs to God. Verse eight, he who plants and he who waters are one and each will receive his wages according to his labor. Verse nine, for we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. And I look, I'm reminded of John chapter three, verse 30. John chapter three, verse 30, the apostle John, he says, he must increase, but I must decrease. What is, what was Paul saying? What was apostle John saying there? He was saying, don't, don't glorify us. Don't, don't look at the great things that I'm doing and think that is me. Don't look at the the awesome things that I'm I'm able to accomplish and begin to glorify me. Because I understand that I could do nothing without God. 
I can do. I can. It is God who gives me the ability to be great. It is God. It is him. And so I'm reminded of Acts chapter 17, verse 28. I a lot of people quote this scripture and they quote it as if it's if it, as if it only applies to Christians. But this scripture applies to all of existence. It applies to every human being. It says um, in him we live and move and have our being as even some of your own poets have said. For we are indeed his offspring. So in other words, God gives us the abilities and talents. God gives us the activities of our limbs. Even, even when we disobey him and rebel against him, it is him who is putting the very breath in our lungs that we use to blaspheme against him. It is him pulling, putting the very activity in our limbs and, and breath in our lungs that we sometimes use to sin against him. Because it is it is in him we live, move and have our being. He is the giver of life and he is the one who sustains it. And so I can't get it twisted. I don't want you to think that I'm anything special. I don't want you to think that I'm anything great. So moving forward, how do we truly glorify God when we're not really willing to? to decrease ourselves. And I think this is one of the biggest problems that I have with pop culture Christianity. This this self-centered, prosperity-focused Christianity that we've conjured up in the church today where we don't have a problem with glorifying God as long as we get some glory too. Like, man, I'm going to I'm going to give God the sacrifice of praise. I'm going to glorify God. We sing so passionately. We we know how to worship and put on the expression, the emotional ex expressions on our face. We know how to cry and we know how to hit our knees on stage. We know how to do all of these things, but we don't know how to deny ourselves. We don't know how to decrease ourselves. That he be increased. And so many of us are like the Pharisees and we don't even realize it. The Pharisees, what did the Pharisees do? They would pray these long, loud, elaborate prayers publicly so they can look like the deepest person in the room. They would give they would do their offerings and alms and service before people, before an audience so they can appear great. Some of us can't do anything for God unless we have an audience. And so the question I ask, is it really about God or is it about you? Or is God just the means that we use to get what we want? Is God just the means that we use to try to get to a stage or a bigger stage? I must decrease and he must increase. Listen, we have to learn how to stop people from worshiping us. Or we have to learn how to stop allowing people to put us on a pedestal. And and that's one of the things that I notice with with many of us in the church, much church leadership, 
We know how to say the right things, but when we when the praise and the and the glory starts coming in, we're slow to t- we're slow to tell people to stop. <laughs> or we don't tell people not to do that. But when we look in scripture, I'm reminded of Acts chapter 14. When we look in Acts chapter 14, we see um in verse starting at verse 8, Paul performs a miracle and we see the people try to worship him and Barnabas. But starting at verse eight, it says now at Lystra, there was a man sitting who could not use his feet. He was crippled from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul speaking and Paul looking intently at him and seeing he discerned, seeing that he had faith to be made well said in a loud voice stand up right on your feet and he sprang up and began walking that was a miracle now here's where the where it gets crazy and when the crowds saw what paul had done uh oh they lifted up their voices saying in lesonian the in their language the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. Barnabas, they called Zeus and Paul Hermes because he was the chief speaker and the priest of Zeus, whose temple was at the entrance of the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates and wanted to offer sacrifice with the crowds. Listen, they're trying to worship Paul and Barnabas. They're literally bringing sacrifices to sacrifice unto them because they just witnessed this miracle. And they hear Paul speaking with authority. They hear him speaking with the anointing, the power of God using him. And they try to attribute what they see to him instead of the true living God. And this is what happens many times with many of us. We're we're so gifted and talented. People are so enamored by our gifts and our talents that they they begin to worship us. And instead of saying, hey, I'm just a vessel. We take the praise Because somehow we think that the more we're glorified, God is glorified, but it don't work like that. And so it says they brought oxen and garlands to the gates and wanted to offer sacrifices with the crowds. Verse 14. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of it, they tore their garments and rushed out into the crowd crying out. In other words, they're like, whoa, you guys are making a huge mistake. You guys are missing the point of my gift. You're missing the point of the miracle. It's not to show you how great I am. It's to show you how great he is. And so they rushed and they tore their garments and rushed out into the crowd crying out, Men, verse 15, men, why are you doing these things? We also are men of like nature with you. In other words, they're like, we're men just like you guys. 
We're not to be worshipped. We're not gods. We're not God. He says, we are also men of like nature with you. And we bring you good news that you should turn from these vain things to a living God who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. In past generations, he allowed all the nations to walk in their own ways. And so he begins to preach to them. Here's another here's something that I noticed in this story as well as in the Bible period. Denying self, decreasing self always is a setup to preach the gospel. When I when I decrease myself, it allows me to put the focus and the attention on the one who is supposed to be on. And that's Jesus Christ. Don't get it twisted. If you like the way that I rap, if you like the way that I um, make beats and listen, or I, it's all for God's glory. It's all for his glory. And that needs to be the mindset that we have. I truly believe when we begin to decrease for the sake of him being increased, I believe we'll begin to see revival like never before. Many times, you know, being in, and I'm going to say this and I'll be done being in sales. I've been in sales and marketing for probably the going on 10 years now. And one of the things that I've learned is you can have the perfect product. But if but if the person that you're presenting the product to doesn't believe you, it doesn't matter how good the product is. The person can actually need the product. But because you're not believable or you're not a good example of the of what you're presenting to them, they'll walk away from the sale or they'll walk away from the product. And I believe that is what what happens, what is happening a lot with many of us who profess to be Christians. We're trying to present Christ to a world and, and we don't look any different from the world. They're like, why should I, why should I want this Jesus? And you look just like me. And I'm not talking about financial status right now. I'm talking about there should be a difference in how we live. There should be a difference in how we talk. There should be a difference in how we post. They sh there should be a difference in how we love our neighbors. And, the, and, and this is a part of letting our light so shine before men that they see our good works, but they glorify the Father in heaven. See, it's not about us. Your purpose is not about you. <laughs> it's about God getting glory out of your life and you being a blessing to someone else. And so if we can learn how to forget about ourselves and deny ourselves, I believe that we'll see the greatest manifestation of God in our lives than we've ever than what we've ever seen. Because you can't deny yourself 
and 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 submit yourself to God without him showing himself strong in your life and revealing himself like never before. And so listen, I pray that this has been an encouragement to you. I'm excited about 2020. I pray that God gets glory out of your life. And listen, you you can purpose to be great and do things in excellence, but make sure that God gets the glory out of your life. And that often starts with decreasing that he can be increased. Listen, thank you for tuning in to the Path of Revelation podcast. Make sure you guys leave your prayer requests or suggestions for future shows. You can email me at pathofrevelationnow at gmail.com. If you want to donate and sow to the ministry, my cash app is Gabriel T. Parker. Um, PayPal is pathofrevelationnow at gmail.com. Thank you guys for tuning in. And this is where the culture meets scripture. God bless you guys.